Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, my cat Amelia is sitting directly on the other side of my laptop. You can't see her, but she's like just peering over the top of it right mm-hmm. at me. Just like intensely staring at me. She's she climbed wants up. to know what you're doing. She's like on the soundboard, sitting here staring. She's a producer. <laughs> She's making yeah. sure I don't use profanity on air, I guess. Yeah. She's so intense. She doesn't want me to touch her. Don't touch me. Just look at me. She's my cat she that's won- part feral. She wants to make oh, sure okay. you know that she's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I am watching you. Do not try to pet me. No, sometimes just, she lets me pet her now. Just, just trying to give you a little, little help, a little boost, a little, little inspiration. A little <laughs> yeah. Terror. A little terror. Well, she won't give me the slow, she won't give me slow blinks like Olive will. Olive will give me, like, I can slow blink back and forth with her. Oh. I, uh, I sometimes forget that that's something that you only do with cats, and sometimes I do it with humans. (laughs) Um, it's not, it's not a thing. Not the same? Humans don't, don't slow blink at each other. Sometimes when I'm at work and I'm trying to communicate like, yes, thank, thank you, customer. Like, that's nice. And I'll just kind of nod my head and slowly blink at them. And I'm like, oh, that's cat language. That's not a thing. Human doesn't get that. <laughs> uh, I am guilty of occasionally when I want Charlie or Cooper to come with me somewhere. I'm trying to get them to like, come, come to the kitchen, come with me, come with me. I'll go like... <laughs> <laughs> Like well, I do that with works. cats. That works for kids too, right? Yeah. No, but I'll be like, come on, come on. I need you to come with me. Come on, we're going to the car. We're going to the car. Come on. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's a cat thing. That's a cat thing. Shake a bag of treats. <laughs> shake yeah. the treats at them. Yeah, that, that works. No, they won't follow the cat. They, you know what? I could start doing that. Like just open the freezer and they would hear that. Like popsicles. Yeah. Get some like cheese poofs shake them we have a giant jug of cheese balls on top of the refrigerator there you go i had a dream last night that i could talk with cats i don't even have a cat but that was my dream (laughs) what did you say to them well that's the best part is i wasn't speaking human with the cats i was speaking cat with the cats oh so all of a sudden i could understand what they were telling me and I could communicate back in a series of meows. Well, but what did cats, like, with the ability to communicate in language with cats, what did they have to say? I, that's the thing. I don't know. I just know that all of a sudden I was like, mm, yes, I know how to respond to this. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> it's my dream world. It's my dream world, Sydney. I don't have any rules. So you could speak the language and understand the language, but not understand any of what was happening. I you couldn't know translate what you were it to those cats. Yeah, I couldn't translate it into like human, but I okay. knew I knew there was communication going on. All right, there were nods of understanding. That's a weird one. That um, was it, though. Do you know Charlie told me uh, Cooper said something to her and said "yo," and Charlie was like, "Don't say yo anymore." And I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "That's so old." That's like our parents say yo. We don't say yo. Yo is old? I didn't know yo was old. And I was like, yo 
are you sure? And she was like, we don't say that. She was like, you can say bra. How is that cool? And yo's not. Because what Cooper had said was yo bra. And she was like, you can say bra, but don't say yo. And I also, was like, that's just really, that's really funny to me that Cooper just comes out with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's YouTube yeah. for you. Yeah, I think, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't know, I didn't know yo had a shelf life. No, well, that's why I was. So then I then I proceeded to do what I realized. Like this is a parental instinct you can't deny. I said, "No, yo, still still cool. Like yo ho and a bottle of rum. Like that's cool, right? Yo ho ho." And she oh, was so like, "You were dad." Yeah, and she was like, "No, no, not pirate." And I was like, "And then you say ahoy, bra," and she got really mad and <laughs> informed me you that know, I was not cool. <laughs> I sometimes when I see the stuff that like the younger generation is telling older people they can't do anymore, I'm like, who made up that? Like, who, like lol, I think was making the rounds. Like, if you're mm-hmm. an adult and you use like lol, like, oh, there's something wrong with you. It's don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who are these young people that are just making arbitrary decisions? It's it's so silly. The only way I'm willing to accept it is if it's somebody like Charlie Zates. Then it makes sense. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's a kid that could just be like, no, that's out. That's not yeah. cool anymore. Like, We're yeah, done with that. Yeah, you're a child. That that seems like a, a decision you might make. That's 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 all right, I guess. Well, she does not understand. Like, she doesn't make fun of me for the emojis I use because I apparently use old people emojis. Oh, I do too. Like the the crying, laughing face. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. You're not supposed to use that, I guess. I think it's considered um, chuggy. Oh. That, that. I feel like the word chuggy is in and of is itself. Is now chuggy. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it chuggy? <laughs> it never, got, any, cool it never got off the ground, I don't think. I uh, use there, it. There was a, a. I was watching a TikTok where a mom who's probably around my age ish was saying that she was informed by her child that the like she looked at her and said why do you have a middle part why are you doing that and she was like because i switched to the middle part because you all told me to yeah (laughs) i had a side part for years and then your generation told me i had to have a middle part so i switched and her daughter was like no no ew no we don't do that anymore (laughs) i went i went back to a middle part because the younger children told me that was cool yeah, no, but sad. but now they're making videos where they have side parts. They're like, I don't have a side part in the millennial way. I have a side part in the early 2000s emo way. And I'm like, who do you think the early 2000s emos were? Who do you <laughs> think it was? <laughs> it's us. Are we wait? Are we going to the really like, um, like extreme side part so that you have a big swoop across half your face? Oh yeah, I mean that like all of the the, the scene scene yeah. kid style that's mm-hmm. absolutely I, I mean i see it i see 20 year olds dressed that way it's like that's why, like you know dress however you want no 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 problem there but that's that's you you're welcome signed a millennial you're welcome for that <laughs> we did that it, it was bad then but if you want to make it do it that's that was us i like the big swoop of hair yeah I I have felt that way about low-rise jeans. I notice have been making a comeback, like yeah. very low-rise, not just yeah. like regular, like non-high-waisted jeans, like low-rise. 
and all the all the young youngins on tiktok keep making videos of them in low-rise jeans like wow can you believe this i've never worn low-rise jeans before they look so great i'm like no we can't we can't do this again we can't i I love the low-rise jeans (laughs) i just as as someone with a very abnormally long torso and very short legs the high-waisted makes me look like more proportional it it shortens the torso and it lengthens the legs and they try to tell me on tiktok that low-rise jeans look good on everybody and i just don't buy it i can't give into that trend i can't i mean it what you have to be careful about is what you pair it with up top because when you bend over or crouch like you you might show your butt crack i mean that's i don't want to have to worry about that yeah i don't want that on the table yeah if i wear my high-waisted jeans they're up so they're up so tight around my all my way in my waist that no one's getting near my my butt. The the thing I'm looking forward to are when the pants that drag the ground intentionally and so they get all like tattered and dirty on the bottom. When is that coming back? Um, I think that is already somewhat back. Yeah, because I know people are like bidding for those Junko jeans online like absurd amounts of money trying to get an authentic pair that's it's very in right now i guess uh i bought a pair of pants that i didn't they weren't like initially when i bought them they did not fit that way um they were like wider leg but they fit i mean they they weren't too too drapey on me and not too big um but i bought them like a year and a half ago and i've lost weight since then and so now they fit much differently and they hang kind of like Jenko jeans. That's not what they are, but they kind of like they sit lower on my on my hips now. And they so they're long, so they kind of drag the ground, especially when I'm wearing my chucks. And they kind of are wide on the bottom and they like it they look wider now. It's accentuated because they're bigger on me. And I've saved them even though they don't technically fit because I'm like this is these are black Jenko jeans is what I have I have created. I have a pair of jeans like that that are intentionally like that. Oh. <laughs> I think that's my way of saying I think that the fact that places are selling them and you can get those means that maybe they're rising in popularity once again. Um you can you can take my my black skinny jeans from my cold <laughs> dead hands. Never giving them up. I don't care what how many TikToks I see telling me they're bad. I'm going to wear the pants that I've had for five years. Cause see, I, I, like I, feel, I feel that way about my leggings. Like, those are my go-to, like, comfy, like, I need to go somewhere. I need to look, like, like to the store or to class. Like, I can't wear pajama pants, but I don't want to wear jeans. And I need something that goes on the bottom half. That's when I wear leggings. And TikTok has told me that leggings are now out and chuggy. Like, I'm no. like, what else do you want me to wear? It's either jeans or like sweatpants, and leggings are the perfect middle ground. I, I no, I think leggings are fine. I will say, I wore joggy joggers, joggings, joggers, joggings. out in public. I love um, joggers, and me I too. felt like I was really nervous about it because, like, I've never, I don't know, wearing wearing sweatpants out in public was not as commonplace. I feel like when I was younger 
as it is now. Like now it's just like normal. Like especially younger people go to class or go to the gym or go hang out with their friends, oh, yeah. go to brunch and wear sweatpants. Like you see that all the time. That was not a thing. Um, and so wearing joggers out, I felt very uncomfortable at first. But then after a while, I was like, I was looking around and pretty much everybody's legs looked like they were similarly encased, whatever they were wearing. They looked pretty much like what I was wearing, like some version of dark fitted at the ankle, but looser everywhere else. I don't know. Their legs were similarly encased. Yeah. So I, I stopped worrying about it. I, I will say I do love the skinny jeans still, Tay. I just bought a new pair of black skinny jeans not too long ago. Um, so I love the skinny jeans. I am turning into an overall person. You have been for a while. I was going to say, that's not a new transformation. Yeah. What? But I haven't been wearing them as much until recently. I think even before you owned your first pair of overalls, Sid, you were very much an overall person. I don't really know what that means, but I know it's true. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I don't even know what I mean by it, but I know I'm right. <laughs> I really like overalls. I have I have several pairs of overalls that are like my go-to. As soon as I get home, I put them on, and I have ventured out of the house in them twice now, and I think I'm just going to keep wearing them. Yeah, that makes sense. They just make me feel like a toddler. I feel like I'm wearing a onesie that, like, like I don't know, constricts my my movement. I don't know. Mm. No, it's the freedom of movement within the overalls that I enjoy. Um, what what move what <laughs> moves can you do within your overalls that you cannot do with the regular pants? So I think it depends on the fit. The overalls I have are a little bit loose at the waist, and I really like that because it feels like I'm just sort of floating in my clothes. Okay. All right. So you like feeling like you're not really wearing clothes. It's that, uh, that is a very, I will say, that's a very 90s kind of thing. It's that like, they're the right length, but then they kind of have that gap around the waist where they're a little too loose in the waist and they kind of, they're baggy in that area. Mm. That was a, that was a very nineties look. And that is how, again, I don't know. I, I don't buy things intending for them to fit a certain way. I just tend to buy cheap things that don't fit well. And if they don't fit well in a way I like, then that is where I ended up with these overalls. Interesting. Anyway, um, I lo- there's my pitch for overalls. I love overalls. Speaking of fashion. There we go. <laughs> Clueless. Yes. I can't. How have we never talked about Clueless? I how can't is that believe possible? we've never talked about this. I feel like we've never really talked about it. It's just never been a subject because I know we've discussed it before. So Clueless came out in 1995. I had to double check. Like, when was Clueless yeah. out? Um, oh, 29 years ago. It's pretty- oh, my God. How is that possible? Um. And I, okay, so I don't feel like we need to rehash the plot of Clueless. I feel like everybody knows that. Now, is Clueless the one, it is, Clueless is the one that is Emma, the novel, right? But modernized? That is my understanding. Okay. I've never read Emma. In the way that like, 10 Things I Hate About You is Shakespeare. Like, it's not copied in any way it's just like referencing the yes inspired by yeah yeah, using the same storyline yes yes um i 
so when Clueless came out, I would have been 12. Which was like, I think like the perfect age to be, to see a film like Clueless and have your like view of what it means to be like a teenager completely shaped by it, right? Because I wasn't quite a teenager yet. I was almost a teenager. I was old enough to really want to be older, you know, you because mm-hmm. you there's the age where you don't really care. Like Charlie is sort of tipping that balance right now. She's nine and a half and she's starting to be interested in what older people do. But she's very happy to still be a kid and to do mm-hmm. little kids things and doesn't feel awkward about it. You get past that tipping point around 11 or 12 where you start wanting to be a teen. Mm. Especially, I think, young women. I think it happens a little faster. Um, And Clueless hit right at that moment for me. And I was like, that's what it looks like to be a teenager. That's how you dress. That's how you act. You get to do the stuff that she does. And that is who I want to be. Which was weird because I had no... Like, I did not identify at all with that character. We didn't have that kind of money. We didn't live in a place like Beverly Hills. You know what I mean? Like none of it had anything to do with my life. But at the same time, I was like, okay, excellent. I have a a roadmap for what a teenage girl looks like. How old was uh, Alicia Silverstone when she was playing (laughs) Teenage Girl? Because I'm like, I think this is one of those movies where that all of the teens are much older than than teens. Yeah. This is not what teenagers actually look like in lots of ways, but. Well, let's see. She's 47. So she was, she was born in 76. So she was she's like 19? 19, yeah. Yeah. So she was close. Yeah, she was yeah. close to a teenager. Yeah. Wow. I would have guessed she was older than that. She just gave off, not that she looked old, it just, she, I would have guessed she was like in her mid 20s. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, what, what was the cultural perception of the, the Paul Rudd, um, and Cher storyline at that time? Because I feel like I've seen a few TikToks or videos where people are like, hmm, was this a weird storyline for, for people to be romanticizing? So for some reason, and Taylor, you, you correct me if you had a different impression, um, I don't feel like anybody had an issue with it back then. I don't feel like there was any sort of like outcry or like ew or ick or anything about it. I mean, in part because it's Paul Rudd. Right. And it's young. And like Paul Rudd has always looked the same. Like he always, he never ages. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he was dreamier then, but he was especially dreamy when he was young. Mm -hmm. So he's like dreamy young Paul Rudd. And I, I like I you wrote it off as like well I mean they weren't blood related and then their parents also got divorced like they got divorced too so they're not even you know what I mean like yeah I meant more so the the age difference the fact that like she was still technically in high school so would have been like a child theoretically and he was at least 21 right well I guess he is 21 because he drinks at some point I don't, I don't think that, you know, back in the 90s, that kind of thing, I don't think anybody thought about that. No. That's kind of what I figured. I, I was just a recent, like, not saying that, like, it's a bad part of the movie, just like, hmm, is this something that wouldn't be put in, a, like, a movie today? I, t- I tell you, I, something that I think 
uh, I, I, you will notice in movies from that time, and I don't remember if this happens in Clueless, because they clarify, is she 17 or 18? I don't, I'm I don't know trying to remember they, if they, I don't think they do. I mean, she's yeah. a senior, right? Yeah. So if she's 17 or 18, a lot of times in movies back then, you would have some sort of line that a character has to clarify that someone is 18. Right. And it was a very icky, like, this is for the audience to know that this person is, an, is legally an adult, and so nobody has to be grossed out. But it always felt icky to me, like, yeah. okay, okay, yeah, they're in high school, but they're 18. Yeah, I know what you're saying with that, and I understand the implications, and I'm so creeped out. I don't remember that line happening in Clueless. I don't either. And I know exactly what you mean because I've noticed that in recent movies when like they're anticipating and you can tell there's going to be some sort of romantic storyline between characters that were one is much older that they make sure to say like, oh, well, you're 18. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they'll say it in some way that, like so it sounds like an offhand thing, like not intentional, but it's like we know this is a script. We know you wrote it and we know why you're saying it. <laughs> you're not fooling us. <laughs> so. I don't know. I the never internet, remember. Uh, the if, internet is telling me that she was 15. No. That is what the internet is telling me in multiple no. places that it was written as she is 15. Nuh-uh. I, I, feel, I feel like that makes sense because I don't think she was supposed to be a senior. Yeah. It says when Cher is asked when her birthday is, Ty said she was turning 16 in May and Cher told her her birthday is in April. So she was <gasps> older. Yeah. yeah I right, remember that conversation. Because driver's yeah. license. Yeah. Because that's part of the plot. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So she's so like, he was 15. She's 16. She was 15. I mean, she gets her driver's license. So she's 16, but. Throughout the events of the movie, she becomes 16. Yes. But she's. Yeah. And, and I mean, he is in college. So he could maybe be a freshman at best. That's what it, it the same article is saying they never say exactly how old he is. And it could be that he's like 18 or 19. But also it could be like he talks about what kind of law he's interested in. So he could be like, I don't know if he's still in or if he's already in law school or if he's like about to graduate. And he could be like 21. He buys beer at some point, right? I don't remember him. Yeah, but they all they all have alcohol. And I guess that's true. The the fifteen year olds do too. Can I? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something that might shock you, Riley. (laughs) It used to be pretty easy to get beer. Yeah. Well, it's just not. It's not anymore. Yeah. No. Back. I I never remember there being an issue if we wanted beer I should, with I should clarify it. I'm 23 <laughs> it is easy for me to get beer because well, yeah. I am a legal adult but I meant like in high school if people were wanting to have a party it wasn't just like you could walk into a gas station and like use your sister's ID and they like would just barely glance at it and you wouldn't care you know you you that mm, you could okay I didn't have my first drink till I was 17 so not Cher's age but but uh it was not especially in the nineties. I do. It was, and I mean, it would be dependent on where you live. And I think you also like have this, they're all, they're all like wealthy. Mm -hmm. And I think you, you kind of, especially, I feel like there was a lot of perception in movies back then that like wealthy people there, they probably have access to whatever they want. So if they want Mm -hmm. alcohol, there's someone in their life who will provide them with the alcohol. Yeah. Or they're raiding their parents' liquor cabinets. That's a, that's a common trope in things from the nineties. All, all the parents had liquor cabinets. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, I don't, is that, I don't think that would still be true today. Like, I think the concept of raiding your parents' liquor cabinet for parents today would be very different. Yeah. But I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, it's changed. I think having the idea of like a a liquor cabinet is in like this stock of liquor that your parents rarely touch. Like, it just kind of sits there. So Mm -hmm. they're not going to notice if something's, but I don't think that's, that's true anymore for most, no. for the most part. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that's true. They're, they're millennial parents, so they drink their liquor. <laughs> yeah. Also, they're white claws and they will notice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. What about all like the hard seltzers that you can't like fill the bottle back up, you know, with water? Like it's you true. just take the cans and they're gone. It really is. It, it's a concept back from like when like you had dad who had his like various glass bottles of brown liquid that he kept under lock and key in a cabinet. Like that was very much the, yeah. Like, I don't know. You're drinking your mom's sherry. (laughs) Gold slogger. Yeah. (laughs) No, but it, I, I, the idea that they could get alcohol is not that shocking. I am very uncomfortable now. I mean, I guess I, we should have pieced it together because she is learning how to drive. Yeah. And she's not graduating. She doesn't graduate. No. Um, yeah, I guess that's why I've seen some some commentary on that more recently. There was no... You gotta remember, though, if you compare this as a teen movie to some of the teen movies from, like, the decade before, and Taylor, you'll know what I'm talking about, because were, there were all these movies that, like, Dad would tell us were so funny, and then we would watch them, and it was like, oh my God, there's, like... First of all, there were always boobs, and I couldn't yeah. believe, like... There's boobs everywhere in this movie. Dubious consent, if, yes. if at all. Yeah. I mean, like, lots of, like, gosh, there's that whole, what, what's the one where they're, like, looking through the hole in the shower wall at, in the girls' locker room at the gym? That's that's several movies. I think that's several movies. <laughs> and it's high school. I mean, it's all high school. I, I think movies in the in the 80s led you to believe that there was always a hole in every locker room. <laughs> it's just... So I think if you look at like how like awful the way that I mean that whole issue I I don't even know the words for it how that's treated in the 80s I guess this was progress like <laughs> it's still icky but she has agency Yeah well the relationship between her and and Paul Rudd I don't I forget his character's names uh Josh. I mean Josh they're what maybe four or five years apart, that's not a big deal if they were both adults. And no. again, she looks very much like, I guess, her she age. She looks the same age as him. Yeah. Like, you know, she yeah. she looks in her 20s in this movie, so it makes sense. She was she was 19. She was close to that. But, like, it's just it's just the, the framing that she's supposed to be 15 is... Yeah. Doesn't No, read. it's rough. But it definitely, it, it, yeah, he was a few years older than her. Um, but no, it definitely. See that? I mean, mm. I remember the Teen Magazine articles about it, about like the heartthrob Paul Rudd, about the moment where they kiss, being like, "Oh my gosh, eek!" Like, eek. like girly squeals. Like, I mean, I remember. Like, it was very much a like, "Oh, it's so romantic." Can you imagine? Oh, like I do not remember there being outcry about like, uh, he's an adult, and they were sort of related. Yeah, I don't really care about the sort of related part because it's like they they aren't related. 
by blood and also like they don't really even know each other that well because again their parents aren't still married mm-hmm. um it's it's just the age yeah no little, i mean in retrospect rough. yes it is yeah. it is rough it is rough because yeah. i mean like illegal rough <laughs> Yeah, and it's a weird, I mean, it's a weird energy then when you consider the scene where she comes in, she's about to go out on her date with Christian, and she comes in in that white dress. Mm -hmm. That's a weird, that's all weird now, if she's 15. I mean, not to, I don't want to ruin Clueless. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, I watch it regularly anyways, even we're not talking about it on this podcast. I love that movie. Um, I've written (laughs) essays in school about that movie, but... um, that is that is weird to think about because they don't make a deal about it and it's not really talked about but now watching it back through a more modern lens it's like well obviously now no one's gonna make a movie where a 15 year old and a 19 year old guy you know end up together that wouldn't be Mm -mm. the romantic plot well and i think i think Hollywood tries to do a little bit better job of casting people that are the age like mm-hmm. that look that age because mm-hmm. if you took an actual 15 year old girl and put her in that role it would yeah. feel like a very different movie you know right. if you put her in the, mm-hmm. those outfits it would feel like a very different movie yeah. <laughs> movie that nobody wants to watch hopefully. well you know <laughs> I think that's a it is that's so true because you know I do not think it's funny. Obviously, she is supposed to be it, when she wears the dress and they comment on it, the white dress, then that's very specifically like this is too revealing for you because you're young is kind of the message he's sending or even more so just like you're my daughter and I don't want you wearing that. I don't even know that, yeah. the, you know, I mean, it's all sort of like patriarchal kind of stuff, not even necessarily age related. But when she's wearing like plaid skirts, which could be very like almost like lewd in the right with the right sort of um, accessorizing and framing. I do not think it comes across that way. I don't, I never got that vibe. Like I feel like a lot of the outfits she wears are not highly sexualized. They're fashion-y. Yeah. They're very much what she wants to wear for herself. What she wants her friend Dion, who is also fashion-y to see her in and like compliment her and like she'll compliment Dion. Like, they're wearing things for other people who appreciate fashion. So like in parentheses, largely women to yes. appreciate. They're not wearing things so that men will look at them. They're wearing things so that everybody will go, oh my gosh, their fashion sense is incredible. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly, that's actually when I say I wrote an essay about Clueless, I did in college and it was about how Cher is written for the female gaze, not the male gaze. Like she's not... Yeah she's not there as like sexy lamp in a movie for men to look at you know oh, I, I like th- she has agency i think the male gaze love share well it does it does well, i mean the, i mean it's just the male gaze oh oh <laughs> for those of you listening yes. at home they did a little hand flip yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> to accentuate she's definitely written for the gaze the g-a-y's yes. now yeah. that yes um, but yeah, I think you're definitely correct. It's not, she's not sexualized by the way that she's dressed or filmed. Um, it's really interesting too, because she even wears like, I think about like the sheer, uh, blouse that she wears mm-hmm. like later in the movie. I always love that outfit. It's when she realizes she loves Josh. Yeah. She's like shopping. Yes. 
I, I always thought like that's a sheer shirt she's wearing around and it, yeah. for some reason it isn't it isn't I, I don't know if that's how they couched the fact that she is a 15 year old who's dating an adult by the end of the film I don't know um, speaking of fashion Dion's hat in the first scene of this movie lives in my mind rent free on a daily basis I, th- mm-hmm. I think about that plastic <laughs> lampshade hat so regularly it looks like a lego hat <laughs> it does i think about that too i um, mean the looks in this movie are just iconic for so many reasons but that first scene really where, where shares in the yellow plaid mm-hmm. you know skirt matching blazer and dion's in that hat with the red and black and white suit well um, the, their whole so look good. i mean that really like change the fashion of the era mm-hmm. i was gonna ask that if that had an influence in like what people were wearing oh a hundred percent a hundred percent like the kind of like preppy fashiony you know plaid and knee socks definitely like all of that very mm-hmm. much it, it had a huge yes interesting just- everybody had those um pins with the fur on them too yeah. with the feathers oh yeah and those those chunky loafers very mm. that which i guess are back mm-hmm. i guess those i are. was gonna say those are back now well i think everything in this movie has has come back in style at least once since since this. yeah i think you're right uh, not twice i've owned yeah. many plaid skirts like that throughout my lifetime like very when it, they come back in style i mean some yeah, of that stuff plaid skirts like that are back in now they're very cute. Interesting. And you pair those with some white knee socks and some chunky loafers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The choker, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A choker. I are like are berets back? Were berets ever in? Yeah. <laughs> Were they? I don't think something can be back if it wasn't yeah. here to be. I wore a beret with. for a while oh, and I would like did. to again. Yeah. I mean you go ahead. You we rock those overalls, you put a beret <laughs> on, you got a whole look there. <laughs> Just a little Parisian handyman. <laughs> Sydney's summer style. I think you mean lesbian. I said handyman. That's what I was gonna say. Like a I was gonna say like a weird like kindergarten art teacher at a crunchy private school mm, with yeah. <laughs> beret and overalls. Yeah, that's that's also that. <laughs> uh, I just I would I would like berets to come back as long as we're talking about these things i would love to have a computer program where i can scroll through everything i own yeah. and it'll tell me no bad no that's good like that's mm-hmm. like what kind of what kind of ai had did Cher have back in the 90s that it could give her opinions on her closet i, I saw it, i saw a tiktok of an app that is supposed to do that but to to make it work and i i downloaded it like oh i need this to make it work you have to take pictures individually of every single thing you have in your closet yeah and then it like puts them together and i just i can't do that shares was just already in there yeah the only way the only way this would be that something like that would work is if you could if you could like scan the barcode when you buy something or you know like if it had some sort of tag that you scanned and it already had loaded all of these items of clothing you know what I mean? So you didn't have to take yeah. pictures, but that I feel like that would be beyond the reach of what we could do yeah. right now. I mean, AI's definitely there, right? Yeah. Like AI can put together outfits for you. Sure, sure. You've just got to give it the, the clothes you have. 
That would take way too much time. Yeah. Which, I mean, you have to wonder, like, who did that for Cher? Because she has a lot of clothes. Well, she's got a... They're, there's, they're, there's, maid, there's maids in the house. I'm going to guess that mm-hmm. that's one of her jobs. Every time she buys something new, that maid's got to break out the digital camera. <laughs> Take a picture, <laughs> edit out the pixels, and uploaded it to the. the yeah, and, I, and this was 1995, yeah. so that was a whole day. A lot of work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I gotta ask: Did you all ever have the Clueless computer game? No. No. Because I've seen now. I keep saying I've seen TikToks, but I have. I've seen TikToks of people playing it, like bringing it back out from, you know, the archives. I've seen TikToks of people playing it. I didn't. I didn't even yeah. know. It ex- I'm sure Justin did, but I didn't even know it existed. But it has like pictures of like real life clothes in this computer game. They're not animated. Everything else is, but the clothes are just pictures of real clothes that you put together outfits. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it felt the computer program felt very much like um, when Clarissa on Clarissa Explains It All used to do her little computer games and things. Yeah. It was very much that vibe. It would be a, it would be a similar time. It was that it was that moment where like we don't really understand computers yet or what they do or how to use them and certainly most people don't have them yet at this point. Mm-hmm. Like they were still a luxury item. So these cool teens will use them in cool ways that we think might happen. <laughs> That was like a weird, like it wasn't futuristic. It was just like, if you got a cool teen, they got to have some cool tech that probably doesn't exist. Like you were mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Hey, Arnold's bedroom. What was that futuristic wonderland that this young boy like, well, he's cool. He's in a big city. He probably has a, a transformer for a bedroom. <laughs> no, that yeah. was, yeah, that was definitely the moment where we we're like, we don't understand technology. So we'll just kind of fill in the blanks yeah. with what we think it might do. This is fine. And nobody they knows. Had, <laughs> they had a version of it in Hannah, Montana. Now that I'm remembering when Miley got, Cyrus got to move into a new house, she had a closet that was half Hannah, half Miley and it had a little screen and she could like tap the parts of the outfit she wanted. Mm-hmm. It would like spiral around and present it to her, um, which was, I think, <laughs> the early 2000s like step into we understand technology a little bit more now um where you can touch screens and make things happen Mm -hmm. but we still don't totally understand its (laughs) full capability the jetsons have still not left the conversation right right (laughs) the entire reason the movie hackers got made because it's like i don't know i think (laughs) i think that you just aggressively type on your computer and that you can you can Make a you can do yeah. anything a, a rocket that way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I've never gotten the opportunity to aggressively type on a computer, and that really bums me out. Like, when's my turn? I know. Can you get in? There's, I'm getting in. I'm, I'm almost through in. the firewall. I'm in the mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> Let me type faster. <laughs> there are viruses on my tail. Do that. <laughs> Just type, and it looks like you're hacking. You can aggressively type. That would be fun. I don't think I don't think that's how hacking works. No. No. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. From my understanding, it's not as exciting. No. No, you just um. like run a program and then you leave the room for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> you come back later come back. and it might have results. <laughs> Technology isn't isn't as exciting as we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It is scarier than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got the worst version of technology. I know. It's weird because it's scarier than we thought it was going to be. And we did make the movie Terminator. So we knew it was going to be <laughs> scary, but we didn't know. 
how, like the, the way it would be scary. Yeah. Also, we made it. Like humans made it. Well, why do we? Why do we keep going? Oh well, because I mean, because <laughs> all. Why didn't we just stop with like floppy disks? I mean, all along the way, there were really smart people that know all this stuff. That were like, "Hey, this ends badly. Excuse me, this ends badly." Hi, hello. <laughs> I am a master at this technology, and I'm telling you, don't do this. And we were like, "Yeah, well, we're going to do it anyway." What well, we just we're we're gonna gonna do it. Right, keep yeah. going? And they were like, "Oh no, what do we do?" Now <laughs> this. It's ending badly. So, who all we predicted did, this? All we did was ask if we could, and we never stopped to ask <laughs> if we should. Jeff Goldblum was right there warning us decades ago. All along. I feel that way. Like, I don't know. This is an aside, but I keep getting videos about another plane where a piece fell off of a plane. You yeah. know, this seems to be a thing that's happening a lot. I'm like, you know what? I don't even... I know that there is a, a a professional, some sort of specialist in planes and plane legislation out there that was telling us this was going to happen like at least five years ago. It was like, hey, whatever, these laws are going to get passed or this legislation is going to drop or something yeah. and all of our planes are going to start falling out of the sky. Somebody, I, I don't even know, I haven't seen it, but I know for sure there's somebody it's, out there that's like, true. yeah, I said this was going to happen and now it's happening. Okay, no joke. So, you know, uh, here in Huntington, well, technically Barbersville, the target is falling off the hill. (laughs) Um, The target is split in half. Yeah, target split in half. The building is cracked. uh It's cracked in half. Well, they've demolished that part of it now, but it's falling off the hill because the back of the hill was like, it was like all built on top of something it shouldn't have been built on. And I don't know. So the back of the hill was slipping and then the back of it slipped so much that the target broke in half and half of it has fallen off the hill. Um, but they just there was a news article out yesterday, the local news that said there was a study done ahead of building this target. And the study estimated that there was a 70 to 100 percent chance it would fall that this hill would slip and it would fall off. Seventy to a hundred percent that this target would break in half and fall off the hill, and some developer was like, "I like those odds." <laughs> Don't ever tell me the odds, and then built the target. And look what happened. Like there are now, some, where am I supposed to go when I go home? There are some jobs where the odds should matter. Like, look, I I know sometimes when I'm like doing a close open at my job, and like I'm. <laughs> closing for myself to open the next day i'm like i'm not gonna restock this fridge tonight i'm tired i'm not gonna do it and then when i come in the next day i'm like man i wish i'd done that man i was a jerk last night when i did it but that's Mm -hmm. that's why i'm in food service i can affect very small margins of things i should not be allowed to build buildings with that mentality (laughs) this is this is humanity we are our past selves are constantly screwing over our future selves but that, and in this case, it was with a target. Yeah, yeah. How does that? I mean, I just that is. I don't know. This geologist came out and was like, "Yeah, there was a report that said that this was extremely likely, almost this maybe a hundred percent going to happen. Likely, it's definitely going to fall off this hill." <laughs> and they were like, "Build the target." <laughs> they didn't even think like maybe we should do something to like reinforce the hill in the years we have before it falls off the hill. No, they're having to like buy three new houses for people too because there's a chance that the target continues to fall and falls on houses so at the bottom of the hill so now they're having to buy people new houses in addition to demolishing the back half of the target and then trying to secure it on the remaining hill 
eat. I'm so sad about the Target. When I tell you all, it's the first place I go every time I come home because <laughs> it makes me so happy and I don't have one I can easily get to here. No, I can't. It's just indefinitely closed. Well, I'm so sad. Maybe next time they'll feel <laughs> less, less hubris in their Target. They'll listen to the geologist. <laughs> if you've got a geologist involved, I think you should listen to him. Right. Cher would love Target. It must be so hard to be a scientist right now where you're just constantly saying like, hey, this is a bad thing that we're doing Don't and do this. nobody listens to you. Don't do this. Don't do okay. We hear you, you did it. but okay. we're just going to ignore you. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But that's not going to affect me for what? Five years? No, no, no. It's going to affect you like at the end. By the end of the year, you're going to be paying for it. Yeah, that's that's so far away. I'm not even going to. Yeah, I'm not worried about oh, that. I don't, I don't even be here. <laughs> I'm not concerned. Anyway. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, would Sheriff uh, love Target? Because I will say, and I, I didn't, I didn't realize it till the rewatch, that there's the one character that everybody kind of doesn't like, the redhead girl. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one of the reasons Amber. Amber that they don't like her is apparently she buys fake designer clothes. It's like there's a bit of like, oh, she's yeah. she is she poor? Is that it? She's like not as rich as the other people, so they make fun of her. Because I didn't like that as much. I was like, oh yeah, she's a mean I, girl. I was like, no, she's not mean. She just buys off label. Yeah, I didn't. Is it that, or is it more so like she was trying to pass them off as real? Well, still, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, well, I know, but like, like the difference of just buy things that aren't fake yeah. designer or designer instead. I don't know. I I do think it's like a, a an authentic wealth, like a new money, old money kind of thing that's happening there. Um, yeah, like Sharon Dion represent like the established wealth in the community, and yeah, Amber old is. Money. Yeah, is new money. And so, like, of course, you, her th- name is Amber. Their casting her is kind of tacky. Yeah. Kind of gauche. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and uh, you could, you can criticize too. Like, it takes them the whole movie to figure out that Brittany Murphy is perfect just the way she is. And, right. You know. Yeah. Ty does not of need to. Of course she is. Of course she is. Of course she is. Loved Brittany Murphy. Um, loved, loved that fake red in her hair. Didn't need to wash that out. No. But. That was, but again, these are all, this is all through a very 90s happy ending lens. Like at the end, yes, Cher gets the significantly older guy (laughs) who she's semi related to. Yeah, don't, don't stress on that. Um, But Ty gets to be herself Mm -hmm. and date the skater boy. Yeah. You know, so that's a very, that's a very 90s happy ending. I really appreciated how many times the title of the movie was said in the movie. <laughs> I know. Like, the first time it happened, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Somebody called her Clueless, and that was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it happened, I think, three more times where, like, she described people as Clueless, or she said, I think I am, in fact, Clueless. <laughs> title sequence. I didn't clueless. I didn't realize that until I rewatched it for this. I was like, man, it's everywhere. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's I I think though like especially for a for its time it's clever, it's oh, funny, yeah. it's well written. Um, I mean it's self aware. Nobody is arguing that like these characters are all great and brilliant and groundbreaking and you know what I mean. Like they're teenagers, they're treated like people who still have a lot to learn and figure out, but are not completely unworthy of listening to, which again is is a groundbreaking idea for its time. So. I don't well, know. And I, I do, like we said, I do appreciate that it doesn't feature women just to be sexy. Mm-hmm. 
and I think no, I, would, I don't a little bit I more agree. agency than that. Yeah, I feel like the whole the inclusion of Christian and that little character arc is, you know, now he wouldn't bat an eye at it, but I feel like for the time, like the fact that it was clear, like the point of this character, oh, he's gay, and that's why yes. he's not into her, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Like he's gonna continue to be her friend. Like I thought that was that was surprising on on rewatch. Like it's just mm-hmm. you know, yeah. A, a, a gay point. subplot that's tre- not treated as anything other than just that's why they're not together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then they're just friends, and yeah. that's that. Yeah, and it's not a joke about him. It's more so a joke about her that she, you know, tries yes. so hard to impress him, and you know, well, and it doesn't pick up on that he's gay. Yeah, and it's not he's not like a a bad gay stereotype. Like he's clearly right. he's he's got his weird old Hollywood thing. That's not <laughs> like oh, it must be a gay guy. Like, it's just like, he's a person. That's what he's into. But, you know, yeah. just happens to be gay. Yeah. Yeah, he's, right. it is believable that she doesn't immediately know that he's gay. Like, yeah. it is not, you know, like, he is not yeah. a gay stereotype that you usually would see in the 90s. Like, he is a more nuanced character than than the gay community got back then. Yeah. So, no, I I, I would still recommend it, obviously. I don't oh, think yeah. the girls have seen it yet. Oh, Charlie would love it. Charlie has a share costume. How has she not seen it? <laughs> I think, I don't know. I mean, but I don't think they've seen it. But they would, I, I, I would show it, it to them. Yeah, I think they'd love it. It's on uh, Paramount Plus, yeah. I think is where I watched it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you both for watching it again. Yeah. Of course. I will um, always watch Clueless. Tay, what's next? Um, I thought we could talk about uh, the Donnas, which is a band from the same era. Uh, specifically, yeah. The album I remember really liking was Get Skin Tight. Uh, so that's that's the one you can look for. But so. Me too. Good. I've never listened, so I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, we'll check the Donnas out for next week. And um, listeners, thank you for joining us. If you haven't watched Clueless, you probably should. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and thank you to Maximum Fun. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out a lot of great podcasts that you'll enjoy. You can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I, I am, am too. Talk about the great soundtrack. It is a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Rolling with my homies. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to know the sad lore behind Chuck E. Cheese's love of birthday parties? Or my Saturday mornings are reserved for cartoons. Or have you wanted to know how beloved virtual pet site Neopets fell into the hands of Scientologists? Or how our former Mattel employee managed to grow Sega into a video game powerhouse? Join us, hosts Austin and Brenda, and learn all of these things and more at Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries, now on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.